I want you to ask yourself, what's the greatest thing you've ever done? What single achievement, above all else, fills you with pride? Is it a work of art? A child you raised? A song? A story? A damn good egg sandwich? Okay, now imagine you couldn't tell anyone else what you've done. You could only achieve the pinnacle of your existence if it were to remain secret. Would you do it? Would you drive ahead, put your heart and soul and sweat and tears into something beautiful and no one else could see it? Would you risk your very own life if it wouldn't leave a mark on history? I know my answer. Make sure that you know yours. So it's been a whole month, but we're back and ready to do summer of this wonderful God, community. We only did one season. We only did spring, yeah. Yeah, it took us like two and a half hours to get through that first season. We'll see. Maybe summer will be faster. Since Maybe. Sometimes the beginning of the year is just like that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I don't think I have any notes. I'm looking through my Google Drive and I see nothing. So let's see. So our community, I think we called them the Namers. I think that's what we ended up settling on as a name for our group. Yeah. Yeah, because we, all we like... have a thing of like, our our name is our reputation and our reputation is paramount. And you got to keep updating that thing because we're like thrill seekers and, and stuntmen, basically. Yes, yes, and record setters. Yeah. Basically, everyone in this community belongs in the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> so yeah, so we're there. Um, let's see, there were a couple other communities on the map, too, right? Yeah. Uh, we had the, the, uh, shadowy figures behind the, um, waterfall? Mm-hmm. Yes. And then the tigers kind of roam, but they, I think they're focused up, up to the, I guess we'll call it northwest. Yes. Behind the trees, or mm-hmm. around the trees. The tigers who are secretly shapeshifters? But mostly just keep tiger form. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're like really into being tigers right now. Yeah. That's the fad. We have a moon, and we climbed up to the moon. Yes. Because it's a very, Once very low face, floating moon. Uh, got got her name, her first name. Silverstone? Yes, Silverstone. Uh, and you can see that if you look in the journal tab, there's a names list and a resources and luminary list. Oh, oh bless. What a good... <laughs> I forgot we had Roseheart Cider. Hell yes. Yes, we have Roseheart Trees and Roseheart Cider. Um, our first luminary is the Walkers, which ask, why do we run? She kind of gets into like, hey, why do we care so much about achieving these things? Like, what what's up with that motivation? Yeah, because we, we're always moving and why have we been here? And mm-hmm. why have we been moving before? And should we keep moving? Will we? Why? 
God, Let's what see. a good... Okay, I'm, I'm starting to remember things. <laughs> yes. Uh, the moon sometimes quakes and causes, like, avalanches of pebbles. Uh, let's see, there was a shiny rock that broke open, first projected a hologram, and now has unleashed the leg urchin among, among us, which is a friendly little many-legged robot. Uh, let's see, we have weird books full of writing we don't know how to read. And let's see, we have a project trying to learn how to read those books. Uh, this project on the moon is kids building a fort up on the moon. That's and then right. We have a project to try to communicate with the shadow people. Yes. That sounds right. That one was mine. Good plans all. Mm-hmm. And if I remember right, the turn order is going to start with Kai, and then go to me, and then to Sasha. All right. That looks like it tracks with the card. Oh, no, those are spindle wheel cards. Okay. <laughs> Trust. Oh, let's see. Is there anything else important? Um, resources. We have abundances of Roseheart trees and Roseheart cider. And we have scarcities of faith and study skills. <laughs> hmm. We've not really gotten into the faith side of that yet, but we will see. Let's see. And any named characters. Let's see. Our named characters are Silverstone, who was the first girl to climb the moon just before reaching that age limit of 10 of achieving something. Let's see, there's Crane, who is 8 and found a crown in the ruins he, of the Tiger people. And he put it on. Yes, he did. He has to bring it off since. Let's see, we have Tori, and they first appeared in that last, in the scene we just did at the end of spring, where they were talking to Moon Wrangler, who used to be called Moon Summit, who has decided that he's going to now wrangle the moon. Bring it down, because a tiger said that that was a good idea. That's right. <laughs> why? But why did the tigers not like the moon? It's something about their cards, right? There's something about the. Oh, yeah. Did we read the face oh, on the tigers? The, the ti- no. Yeah, what did. it is is the tigers, or maybe we did, but the tigers don't like the shadow people behind the waterfall. Or the tigers are more worried about something big coming, so they've offered us. Yeah. Offer to be our allies in the coming time, which is why they've brought us brought us meat. But there's definitely an antipathy toward the waterfall shadow people. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I don't remember why. I don't remember if we read that in the fate of the shadow people or the tigers. Yeah. <laughs> well, the shadow people have like a whole like kingdom under there that is sort of falling apart or is being flooded or yes, they were pushed away by. I think one of the cards must have been flood. They 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 came from deeper and they've been mm-hmm. they've been pushed closer to the surface. Okay, so I guess we should get started with summer. Okay, I have drawn and I'm gonna look at it. Um, okay, so we have the Ace of Summer, a contingent within the community demand to be heard. I would say demands. Anyway, who are they? What are they asking for? Or a contingent within the community have acted on their have acted on their frustrations. What have they damaged and why did they damage it? Is it permanent? Okay. This is a good one for the first card because it lets us review contingents. Um okay. So we have the children. We have the tigers. Um, in our community, we haven't really gotten too much into other segments, have we? No, I'm sure there are some, though. Yeah. We 
we established that we don't really have a leader. Yes. Yeah, and our our family our family structure is mostly based on learning things. Yes. Yeah. Because Tori was studying or was training with Moon Wrangler, right? That mm-hmm. was how they came upon each other in the by the waterfall pool. Okay. Uh huh. Um, the tree, the like the tree tenders, um, the orcharders. <laughs> I don't know the word for that. Um, they are the contingent who has acted on their frustration. The tigers have roosted, roosters for birds, have settled themselves, um, very close to the, the roseheart orchards. And, uh, they're not actively, you know, menacing anybody, um, as they go to work on the orchards, but the some of the some of the people who tend the trees are um, feeling unsafe, and they what do they damage? Um, they damage the ah, they damage the gift of meat or the gift of food that the tigers brought. They um. They, maybe it's not quite damaging exactly. They take it from where it's being stored, which is probably by the, um, by the waterfall in that like cooling chamber, whatever. And they, uh, try to bring it back out and put it far away from the orchard. Like they think they can tempt the tempt the tigers away from where they need to be. So they, they probably put it actually where it's drawn on the map, like all the way on the other side of the settlement. Um, I guess it is permanent because once that meets out and spoils, you don't get it back. So yeah. Are we scarce in food now? Um, yeah, we're definitely more scarce in food than we were before. Is that something that we had? Uh, it wasn't listed as abundant or scarce before, but I know the tigers giving meat was like a nice defense at least. Yeah, yeah starvation. Yeah, we we have a scarcity of food now. Yeah, because we didn't have to go hunting for meat because the tigers were supplying it, but now we do because that meat is bad. And you cannot live on apples and cider alone. Okay. So my next action will be to tick down clocks, right? All right. So nothing finished, but the book learning one will soon. And my action will be to hold a discussion. Is it bad form to follow on your your card's action? Uh, not necessarily. Okay. It, probably not. I think it's bad form if you're trying to solve the problem that you just made. But I think I'm going to but let the discussing people... doesn't solve a problem. Exactly. Um, like if I had discovered something and found a an endless meat fridge. Um, <laughs> so I think it, I think it makes sense for it to follow on the the um, the most experienced of the tree tenders. Um, you know 
after after this group has set everything like set the the meat far away trying to tempt the tigers um and it i don't think it works these are not like dumb tigers they're not just gonna they know where they like to be and they don't need help getting meat um so this person calls uh calls everyone together i think in the broken ruins um and wants to have a discussion I need the reminder again of if you start with a question, you get to end with a statement. Yes. Yeah. So the tree tender says, um, the tree tender says, are we truly safe when we have these wild creatures, unpredictable creatures so close to our city? Settlement, not city. Um, who goes? You're you're me, Polly. Uh, order doesn't matter. Okay. Um, I mean, they haven't given us reason to fear them. If anything, they've given us reasons to trust them, and we've had good interactions with them so far. I think if we have a choice between tigers as friends and foes, I'd rather have them as friends. And uh, the tree tender um, folds folds his arms. And says, well, friend or foe, they get their food by killing, and we get ours by cultivating. I don't know how friendly we can really be. Wah, wah, wah! (laughs) And then, since we're playing Looming, each of us gets a spin oil card as a takeaway. Because we did a conversation. Oh, I forgot about that. I'll take this. Deal cards. Ooh. Oh, did you deal? Shit, I just drew. Oh, I just, I just, I'll, I'll oh, deal it. It's fine. If y'all drew already, then just keep those cards. Oh, oh, well, okay. Too oh, late. well, okay. <laughs> yeah, just draw them yourselves. Yeah, I think I started with two, so I'll, I'll, I'll grab one again. Okay, cool. Well, the first one was the C, but this one now is the Fool, which feels more accurate. Cool. And I pulled Phoenix Wine. And I got Spitfire. So things are a little heated. Mm. Yeah. And these stay in our hand, or these go... Yep, those are in your hand. Okay. Next up, we have the Ten of Summer. You discover a cache of supplies or resources, add a new abundance, or a scarcity has gone unaddressed for too long. Start a project that will alleviate that scarcity. We've had a scarcity of faith the entire game, and never engaged with that. So I think it's time we did. Perfect. Hmm. So I'm going to come up with a new character. Uh, let's see. Any suggestions for a name for someone who would be interested in starting or revitalizing a religion? I'm, I'm a little partial to the tree tender guy. Um, seems... I was about to call them Paul and then realized the problem that would run into immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also people are named after their achievements. That's true. Or something related to their achievements. Harbinger's a little too intense. Maybe. Yeah. Uh. But like Shepherd? Or what do you think this person had been doing before this inspiration? Well, if it is this tree tender who was just complaining about the tigers, then I think <laughs> they would I think a fake name would be Tree Shepherd. It's gotta be a name for a person who does orchards. Hang on. Orchardist is a is a word apparently. 
Yeah, I feel like that's too on the nose. I do not like Too on the nose, because there's, like, multiple people who work with the trees. Yeah. Um, And also, hmm. that's a little more towards a title rather than a a name. They're sort of conflated in this society, Mm -hmm. but, like, that seems... Um, How about... God, there's so many kinds of apples. What about is, red delicious? Nope. Not, you picked the worst one. You have so many. Worst apple, worst name. Pink lady. Much better apple. Uh, or is there any, are there any good words associated with brewing cider? Um, there's a, there's a word for like all the apple mush, like pomace. I don't know how the accent goes on that. Pumice. Sounds just like the stone. Mm-hmm. But it's spelled P-O-M-A-C-E. And it's the pulpy residue after the fruit has been crushed. Yeah, maybe something about he's he's the guy who's like, you know what we can do with these trees? Cider. Yeah. He made the best cider. And he generally knows how to make good drinks. Oh, like he's very wise? Well, about, he's also ab- going to go and start a cult. What about Solomon? What about <laughs> Solomon Cider Brew? I'm sorry. Uh, I think that's the name. <laughs> yeah, yes, it is. Uh, yeah, let's go with pumice. I like that. All right. Yeah. Okay. I think that. So pumice sees all of these namers uh, going and being friendly with these tigers who we really don't know. And he knows the old stories and he realizes that so many other people here are too young to know the old stories or other or have forgotten them or grew up in cultures with different old stories. And so he decides that it's time to reignite uh, worship of, hmm, what's the name for a god who's very canny, who's like the god who always defeats the trickster? Well, foxes and herons have a rivalry in myth. Mm-hmm. Mostly has to do with jars and, and plates, oh, yeah. but you know. <laughs> the fable. Uh, no, actually, the, the god is magpie. That's what they call the god, magpie. Nice. So he's going to start a cult to magpie. And no one really knows a lot about what this whole magpie thing is. But he's promised everyone that, first of all, like the worship's really fun. There's some good like bonding experiences in the rituals. Um, and the magpie will give some of their favorite people, like, you know, pretty cool powers and stuff. And I think it's going to take four weeks for that church to get properly going. That's going to happen just in the middle of town. And then other projects advance. And our project to decipher the strange writings we found left at the altar uh, completes. And I believe that was my project. Does that sound right? Yes, I think so. Okay, and it was Juniper. She was going to learn how to read from the tigers, if I remember right. Uh, and... So she reads this book, and she actually picks up reading pretty fast, surprisingly. Like, she's not a natural student in, you know, reading because we tend to more towards, you know, practical feats. But once she realized that this book was full of practical knowledge, well, she took right to it. And the tigers helped with translating the more difficult terms and stranger concepts. But when she returns to town... Hmm, what has she learned how to do from this book? 
I think I want to draw from the community deck for that. I pull Moon. It's <laughs> <laughs> a real lunar-focused game. <laughs> a complete and rapid transformation. She has learned the secrets of shapeshifting. <gasps> That's yes. very good. Not in the extreme form of the tigers, but she can change her face. Oh, oh my no. god. She can't change the rest of her body yet. I'm sure with a little bit of study she could, but right now she's just focused on changing her face. And everyone else is a little freaked out by this, because, you know, people have done cool magical things before, but not in recent memory. Like, we kind of have cycles of spooky stuff, not spooky stuff. And it looks like we're swinging back towards spooky stuff. (laughs) Does she earn a new name? Uh, I'm not sure. I kind of like her still calling herself Juniper, at least hanging on to that while changing other aspects of herself. You know, just to have something to center on. Was she older than a kid? Yes. Okay. Because I listed all the kids' ages. Okay, that's kind of what I was thinking. But And then it's my turn to do a thing. Hmm. What's our resource situation right now? I want to do something with the Ligerchen. Yeah, I'm going to discover something new. Which is the Ligerchen goes tumbling out of town after staying around for a few weeks. And... Everyone's like, oh, well, I'm sure it'll come back. It seems to like being here as much as it seems to like anything. We still can't tell whether it has any, like, you know, sapience or whether it's just moving randomly. But then we hear some yowls and some scrapes. And eventually it comes limping back into town, missing a couple of its legs. Uh, Kind of like looking unhappy if a thing without a face could look upset. It would look like that. And... These are obviously the results of it getting into a scrap with a tiger. So Legertrin went out and got into a fight with a tiger. You know, as you do. Okay, that's the end of my turn. Sasha. Alright, I will draw. Four of Summer. The eldest among you dies what caused the death. Or, the eldest among you is very sick. Caring for them and searching for a cure requires the help of the entire community. Do not reduce Project Dice this week. Mm-hmm. Do we have an eldest? Who is who is the oldest that we have? Might be someone new. I mean, someone unnamed. Yeah. By us. Let's see. Heron was the person who found a book. Uh, moon Wrangler is gonna wrangle the moon. Uh, these are all the adults that we've named. Juniper can change their face. Uh, Pumice is our tree tender. And cultist. And... I have Legurchin listed, but I don't I don't think they have an age. <laughs> uh, that's fair. Uh, okay. Um, Ageless. I think the eldest among us dies. Um, and I think that that person is... Um, I, th- I think that person was involved with the um, expedition into um, the... Uh, behind the waterfall and um, I think that while behind the waterfall they um, they had like they like picked up on something or like were like um, like cut themselves open on a rock Um, and at the time it was not a big deal it was just like I uh, like literally that they just sort of got scraped up and then wrapped it up and, and kept going like they always have um, 
and uh, um, it, when they came back, it just never really healed. Um, and uh, overnight, it 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 turned uh, septic, and in the morning, they were dead. That's what happened. That's too bad. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes you get hurt, and then you don't get better. Yeah. So then, projects tick down. Um, and the get to know the the walkers uh project finishes. Yes, it does. Um, I don't remember who that was. Was that the name of the people behind the waterfall? Uh, uh it's the card that's there. I don't remember if that was the name at all, but I think it's a fine name for them. Yeah. Could also call them the shadow people, the shades, whatever you want to call them. Kind of like the shades. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the project was specifically to uh, make contact, because there had already been a project to, like, scope them out. So if they've come out, they've only come out at night, and uh, nobody saw that happen in the previous observation of the waterfall and the shades. Um, so what happens... On this fine, you know, I was going to say a weekday, but it's just, it's all the same. (laughs) They don't think we've addressed how they divide up their time. So uh, just on a nice summer day, um, early in the morning before the sun is high, uh, people come out from behind the waterfall led by one of the namers who had been exploring and um uh, this person comes out and she she says uh to the person who had been kind of posted up by the waterfall uh says run and gather run and gather some people um tell them that shadow speaker has returned and she named herself that after this accomplishment and she has um along with her crew of our people um two of the shades have accompanied them out and they have to wear um like they they wrap up their eyes because it's bright or they know it will get brighter they even as it is right now at dawn it's it's getting outside of their comfort um but so people come and the people uh the people from behind the waterfall tell about their their cities and their world that got flooded and how they're trying to escape that but you know they don't think they can live up in this world um but yeah contact has been made someone got um a new strong name and we got some excellent shadowy people i think they're a little bit like they're not egregiously fungusy, like they're not a mushroom people, but that's kind of their inspiration. Like they're a little bit, uh, like a little bit spongy, a little bit like the way some mushrooms have really cool uh, gills and frills and things. Um, these people have some similar patterns to that, um, and. They probably, probably some of them are a little luminescent, uh, 
in the dark, but you know, you can't see that when they're up in, up in our world, but yeah, that's how they look, but they've, they've got, you know, always got their, like a scarf ready to cover up their eyes in case they make a mistake and stay out too late in the day. Meaning? So they don't perhaps have, have tinted glass that they wear? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Not not yet. Uh, maybe that's something fun to discover. <laughs> okay. Not that kind of shades. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Okay. Uh, okay. Things that I can do. I think that I want to start a project, which is... Um, I think that the the biggest meat fan in the village has decided no more. This is the last straw. Um, I'm going to figure out a way to preserve meat so I don't have to go down to the to the river or, um, or be uh, sadly surprised by everything going spoiled. So I'm going to learn how to cure meats. That's my goal. Um, and that probably takes how long does it take to cure meats? Like. Four, six weeks? I mean, if you can smoke it, I feel like you can get a little bit quicker, but first you gotta figure out. <laughs> yeah, you gotta figure out how to smoke it. So, prob- yeah, it's probably six weeks. Also, um, you, you put a little icon uh, for Juniper, it looks like, uh, for uh, their face-changing powers, but it's the same face, just upside down, which is just... <laughs> just the worst version of being able to change your face that I've, I've perhaps ever seen. <laughs> like she's experimenting around. Just she, She's not like changing the traits of her face, she's just moving them. Well, she can also <sighs> change the traits, but she's found this is the mm. best way to do pranks. Oh my god, that's beautiful. Oh, what a little monster. <laughs> oh, Jennifer. Cool. Uh, that's, that's, that's me. That's my turn. I've done it. Awesome. Back to me then? Yeah, back to you, Kai. Okay, Seven of Summer. Introduce a mystery at the edge of the map, or an unattended situation becomes problematic and scary. What is it? How does it go awry? That's good, but with the Seven of Summer, I'm going to take a mystery at the edge of the map. For sure. I think the top right corner is a little bit empty, so... That's a good one. What's going on on the top left again? Have have we got an ocean? Um, with it's a lake. Oh, yeah, there's okay. a lake with, with a bog. It's a lake with a bog. A, a bog. Yes. Okay. I was trying to remember what that green stuff was. Okay. Yeah, a mystery at the top right. It is sounds that always. Not always. It's sounds that change. Um, and they're not constant, but sometimes people will hear uh, just as they're going about their their day, they'll suddenly hear chiming from up in the Northeast. Um, chiming sounds. Uh, they might hear what sounds like the crackling of fire. And the first person to hear that one uh, probably almost had a heart attack and alerted, you know, tried to alert the town and, um, you know, like, oh, God, guys, there's a fire. Everyone get ready. Like, get buckets of sand, get buckets of water. Um, but there was nothing. And slowly it faded. 
And then a little bit later, something else was heard, like ringing horns or um, like cracking of trees. Okay, so now I have done that. I will uh, tick down clocks Mm -hmm. or dice. And so the moon fort is done. Was that yours, Sasha? Yeah, uh, they do a super good job. Um, they t- they took their time with it, and they I think they uh, called in um, the expertise of some of the people in the village, and it's just a really cool little fort up there. Um, it's got like it's got all the things that you you need for a fort. It's got like parapets and uh, a little tower that you can go up to, and like little um, a very small library uh, that is mostly full of. Um, uh, I don't know. They're they're like book shapes, but they're mostly full of like wildflowers and stuff. They're not really pages. Um, they're just cool looking boxes that are full of uh, little odds and ends. Um, and then there's a, like a little workshop um, that has actual tools in it, um, and uh, just a big old like. I think they actually ended up um, finding. A little cave in which to keep um, keep cider. Um, <laughs> so they've got they've got a little stash up there, and it's just it's great. It is it is great up there. They're very proud of their little their their fort. It's a it's a good fort. Nice. Okay, so I'm torn between discovering and discussing. Um, we've met some shades, and I kind of want. A discussion of that to be contrasted. Oh, that's a cool fort. <sighs> contrasted with the tigers. <laughs> but also a discovery is really fun. And you did something last time, Paul. Am I forgetting something in this? The the rules about the discovery you can use the community deck or? Oh, so that's the fourth action to read the fates. That's oh. right. Um, or... Also, if you ever have a question, you can roll on the community deck. Oh, okay. But the question should be internal to the game, or... It can be whatever kind of question you want. <laughs> what should I discover? Community deck. Is that is that valid? <laughs> yeah, that's valid. Okay, that's kind of fun. Because the ideas I'm coming up with, I'm like, oh, that would be cool. And then I'm remembering, there's a card for that. I mean, uh, a quiet mm-hmm. year deck card, so... Um, yeah, I mean, why not use the spindle wheel cards? So, make a discovery. Um, uh, so it looks like it's gonna be... Blizzard? A cold snap, a sudden freeze, a moment in time suspended in frost. Oh, that's very good. A moment in time suspended in frost. Okay, or... A cutting white cold in the wind. Snow smothering the world in quiet no it's definitely going to be a moment in time suspended in frost okay especially in summer that's uncanny and unsettling Mm. all right i think it's time to see what crane is up to and so he found his crown in the ruins he's been exploring there a fair bit and one day when he, after, you know, roaming around the ruins, sometimes with friends and sometimes, um, you know, everyone's splitting off and looking at something different, 
he rests on the the cracked throne and it's not the first time he's done this but something happens this time and it's that as he sits on the throne he feels a chill and if any of the other kids were in the room they would see frost creeping down the throne or creeping outward um on the throne from where crane is sitting and just covering the whole thing in that frost pattern that frost does i don't know i assume you guys know what it is <laughs> uh he sees he sees what the ruins looked like when they were whole Ooh, what does that look like uh there were fabulous inlays in the wall um mostly geometric and uh geometric or abstract not like murals or mosaics of of stories but they're all made with that um that glittering stone that beautiful the most beautiful thing um over in the east the Mm. west of the map um and there are no ruins like there are there are no fragments of that in the ruins so something happened that all of that's gone um and there's also uh i mean books were discovered in these uh books were discovered in the shrine by the pool but i i think um there were in addition to these beautiful works of art in the wall um there were also like one of the shorter walls was devoted to um a bookshelf or or a like a cubby for scrolls and um he actually gets up and starts to walk toward that uh but as he stands up from the throne the the frost evaporates away and so does the vision cool yeah does he tell other people about this or keep it a secret he tells uh some of the other kids he was playing with um he uh, like when when they meet up again he says hey uh sit on sit on the throne do you, uh, look look over in that corner do you see anything over there anything different and they're like no don't see anything he's like okay fine you you try it and and the kid sits down and he's like do you see anything and the the boy's like Mm-mm, no so I don't think he tells any any other adults yet or or scholars because they don't really have much of a sense of scholars, but he might get around to telling Juniper. Cool. All right. Let's see what I got. The Three of Summer. Summer is a time for production and tending the earth. Start a project related to food production. Or summer is a time for conquest and the gathering of might. Start a project related to military readiness and conquest. I don't feel like we're very military sort of people. Like, I think most people in the community can fight, but, you know, it's a matter of survival, not a matter of organization or pride or anything. Mm -hmm. So I think we're going to, and we currently have a scarcity of food, so we need to work on food production. Hmm. Uh. Oh, okay. Uh. So 
we've started to communicate with the shades some, and we've started to exchange some knowledge of how to do things. So we've started to show them how to uh, brew cider, and in exchange, they've been showing us how to cultivate mushrooms. Ooh. Uh, we're not entirely sure whether they eat the same sorts of foods that we do or eat at all, but they certainly seem to like growing these mushrooms and are happy to teach us. So we're going to learn how to grow mushrooms. Uh, the downside is we need to find places with constant shade to do so, but if we can learn how to make them, they should be a fulfilling meal. So I'm going to start a project which is going to be mushroom production. That's awesome. If only there were like a really big rock that floated up in the sky. Yeah, it's going to be right under the moon. <laughs> this is going to end great. <laughs> it's a six-week project. Nice. Other projects advance, but nothing finishes, I believe. Hmm. Let's see. I'm going to discover something new, which is Moon Wrangler's first attempt to bring down the moon. Oh, buddy. <laughs> uh, moon Wrangler waits until, like, the big communal meal night where everyone gathers together, and then everyone eats a big meal, and then sleeps a nice long sleep, because, you know, you just ate a really good meal together. And now that we're starting to grow a few mushrooms, and we still have a little bit of unspoiled meat, and we've got some good cider, and rose hearts, you know, we're going to eat a more varied diet. I think this meal in particular is the last time we eat the unspoiled meat, until, you know, we learn how to cure it. So... He sneaks out in the middle of the night, and I have no clue how he's gonna how he tries to do it. I don't think we get to see how he tries to do it. We just hear lots of uh, swearing and straining noises, and um, like he walks into his house and picks up like a hammer and chisel, and then walks back out, and you hear him chiseling away. Then he comes back, looking just dejected. Uh, and the next morning, we find that, uh, the ladder to the moon has been broken. <gasps> oh. Well, it was more of a pole than a ladder. He never really finished the true ladder. And, um, chiseled in it is, I'll get you yet. <laughs> <laughs> moon Wrangler. Oh. He's kind of a mess. He's doing his best, and his best is just not extremely very good. Yeah. It, it is like that sometimes, though. And all the kids are really mad at him, because now they have their awesome fort, and they can't get up to it. Because... Mm -hmm. Oh, they put so much work into that fort. I mean, it's still up there. It is still up there. That's my turn. Alright. Uh, I get to draw a card, which is uh, the Jack of Summer. Predators and bad omens are afoot. You are careless and someone goes missing under ominous circumstances. Who? Or, predators and bad omens are afoot. What measures do you, do you take to keep everyone safe and under surveillance? Do not reduce Project Dice this week. Hmm. Hmm, 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 I'm gonna say, um, I think it has to do with the noises coming from the north east yeah that's right did you say who was um who was hearing the the sounds to begin with <clears throat> or was it's it just anybody like... and everybody i don't okay. i mean unless 
it comes up, there's nobody that's like immune to it and nobody that's specifically attuned to it. It's, it's just sounds that sometimes people notice them. Sometimes they're unmistakable and sometimes they like insist on your attention, but, um, okay. Um, I think Shadow's speaker goes missing. I, I think I think she goes with um a handful of shades um during the night. Um I think that she heard something that sounded like someone in pain and um it sounded just familiar enough to one of the shades to like to warrant closer inspection and I don't think either of them came back. Yeah. Uh and and this this happened at, at night. Um so that the the shade could have you know uh, made it across, but I think that that um, the sort of the most concerning thing is that the uh, the scarf that the shade um, generally uses to navigate the daytime um, was found, but nothing else was. Oh no, that's not good. So yeah, they're uh, they're gone, and then projects stick down. Um, hey, we've got a the the, the church of the magpies. Uh, uh, here. Just a magpie. Not like pies. Just, just magpie. Yeah. Just one. Okay. So, uh, so Pumas has managed to gather, I don't know, five or six friends and has convinced them to sit and do a small ritual to honor magpie and see if they get any response, see if, you know, see if this religion has anything to it. So they all gather around. Each of them brings up small piece of jewelry or something else shiny and they offer them up under the light of the midday sun and it they all the jewelry does seem to shine brighter than usual as pumice recites words in a language that most people in our community don't know it's definitely like a bird-like language you know there's a lot of raspiness to it and sharp sounds and when it's over everyone looks at their shining jewelry and watches as it slowly disappears and pumice smiles and says we have been blessed and as he says this um two black feathers fall from the sky and i think that's all that we see this week but it's enough to convince those five or six people and a few more that hey maybe there's something to this whole worshiping magpie thing. Um, I'm gonna start a project, which is to rebuild the ladder to the fort. Um, but to like build a like like, or maybe just straight up build like make a good one this time. Um, that that moon wrangler can't just break during the night. Um, so maybe that's a like a. Like just just re just sort of taping together this the the rod that he broke would have taken like one or two weeks, but I feel like making a good one is like three weeks. So yeah, yeah, and that's that's me. I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, the five of summer. A project finishes early. What led to its early completion? Or the weather is nice and people can feel the potential all around them. Start a new project. Um, I think what I want to do is actually uh, with the ladder. Everyone throws themselves into uh, 
into it, you know, having seen the fort and seen, okay, we can get up there. Um, And as it was previously, no adults could really get up that pole. It was too flimsy. And uh, so they kind of throw the weight of the community behind the ladder project and finish it up. So, hell yeah. Um, I don't get to narrate the result of the project, just how it gets there. Oh, sure. Um, uh... <laughs> I put you on the spot a little bit. <laughs> Sorry. Well, <laughs> I was about to um, have a point of reference and then was like, you know, in Minecraft, when you, um, like, you build a. a tree fort and it's just like a couple blocks that you sort of bounce between and then you come back and you're like we should make this actually good and nice and you like build stairs and stuff and it's like easy to go up and you don't accidentally fall off every time that you jump up there Mm -hmm. I I think it is like a spiral staircase um, kind of deal that is um, it's it it looks a lot more precarious than it is Um, it's it's very it's very sturdy actually um, and I'm not an engineer, so I don't know how that would look, actually. So if you're an engineer, write in and let me know what that what this cool spiral staircase would look Ooh, like. Does it work on, like, use it, like, tension between the moon and the ground to, like, keep itself more stable than it should be? That's kind of what I was thinking. Ooh, yeah. And I'm sure it's got, uh, what are they called, like, guy wires, sort of, from halfway or three quarters of the way up, just, like providing that tension from the sides as well as top to bottom. Yeah, I think I think that the um the more weight is on it actually the 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 more sturdy it becomes. Like just having that um putting that sort of tension um engaging that on the thing makes it uh more rigid. Most of the, the time it's just sort of floppy. That's my <laughs> very good spiral staircase. Okay. Other projects advance. But nothing finalizes, right? No. And my action. I think I would like to start a project. Uh, a project related to... We still have a scarcity of study skills, despite um, Juniper learning to read. and. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, Juniper's just one person. Yeah. Okay, people want to learn from Juniper, and Juniper wants to learn more. So, uh, they're going to search out more books first. And there's a lot of places to scour. Um, There's the ruins, there's by the waterfall. Um, I think they talk to the Shades to say, hey, did you guys bring anything out with you um, as you fled? Uh, do you have any people who want to venture back deeper in and see if there is anything like that? So this is a pretty big area and there are probably only four or five people really invested in it. So I think this is going to be a five-week project. Does that seem too long or that seem good? Seems reasonable. Okay. Perfect. 
onwards and upwards. We draw the six of summer. Outsiders arrive in the area. Why are they a threat? How are they vulnerable? Um, are outsiders arrive in the area? How many? How are they greeted? Hmm. We've already got lots of outsiders around. Do we need more? Always, always room. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to decide if it's more shades or a different group. I mean, how big is this moon? <laughs> is 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 my question. Good question. I'm not sure hmm. what specifically that sparked in you guys' minds, but... <laughs> I wonder if there are people in it, around it. If it's small enough to have a visible fort, and small enough to be reached by a ladder, maybe... It could be, like, the moon is the outsider, too. Oh, no, I got it. I got it. Okay. Um, so, as much as I love the idea of people living on the moon, I feel like we would have met them already. Oh, no, inside the moon. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> I still feel like that would have immediately become an issue when Moon Wrangler decided to attack it. That's true. But I do think that Ligurchin has tumbled away for a week and now comes tumbling back with more <gasps> similar uh, yes! haphazard semi-mechanical beings. Yes! <laughs> each one is different and each one doesn't quite look like it works right. Oh. Um, yes, it's a group of misfit machines so precious. come tumbling into town. It. And let's see. Uh, and they are greeted... Warmly and warily in parts. Warmly in that everyone kind of was like, yeah, Legurchin's cool. We like Legurchin. But then Legurchin went out and picked fights with tigers. And so we don't, and we've established we don't want to antagonize the tigers. <laughs> but at the same time, these machines are like fascinating and unlike any other life we've met before. And still function in a very different way than we're used to interacting with, you know, beings. But yeah, there's a group of misfit machines that now just kind of wander around the village and the surrounding areas. Um, somewhere, something like Star Wars droids, but without the beeps. Just silent. Well, you know, constant clunking and tumbling and stumbling and falling. We're not talking. Um, not as far as we can tell. But who's to say? So yeah, so we have misfit machines now all around. Okay, all of our other projects advance. And then, hmm, let's see, it was something like three months ago now that the Tigers asked us to ally with them and we never gave them an official response. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and now we've invited robots, which they don't seem particularly fond of, and shades that, uh, shades that they're particularly fond of into town. Um, So I think a tiger comes to town and... Let's see. I think they're going to ask a question to the community, which is, um, do you understand the amount of danger you're in right now? Is this a discussion? Yeah, or? this is a discussion. Okay. Well, if we thought about how much danger we're in at literally every second, nothing would ever get done, and we would not accomplish anything uh, that we would be proud of. So, no... No. Uh, Silverstone Silverstone says from like her group of Moonfort kids 
uh, all like the middle of that group. She says, "Danger is danger is what makes things exciting." Are you telling us this is a bad thing to be in danger? It's not my experience. Hmm. I think one of the shades looks directly at the tiger through a blindfold, through one of their cloth-like bandanas, since it is in the day. But they step outside with bandana on and look at it with their blind eyes and say, you have far much more control over this danger than we do. And that's the end of the discussion. So we each get a card, which I will deal now. I pulled Heat Wave. I, I pulled Ferryman's Toll. Oh, jeez. Mine is a raised glass. I, I want to read it because it's, it's so good in context, too. Um, the two sides are a new bond forged in remembrance of those who have been lost. Or a raised glass is a canteen passed along the trench, a drink shared with old friends. God, it, like both halves of both sides are great. In context and just in general. Have fun. Cool. Ferryman's Toll reads A class divide, an unavoidable cost, a lock with a lost key, which makes me very <laughs> nervous considering we never actually gave them a reply as to whether or not we were friends. God. So that's good. That's good. That's fine. Can you remind me what your card was again, Paul? Uh, it was Heat Wave, oh. which reads The first spring thaw a thermal updraft a warm embrace or um dead air oppressive heat something else that i can't read upside down but i'll <laughs> read it when i play it unrelenting drought probably Unle unrelenting drought yes okay the two of summer um someone new arrives who why are they in distress um or someone leaves the community who what are they looking for um Okay, I think it is a one of the wayward machines, um, but it, it doesn't come from the direction that we are used to them coming from. I feel like they, they come from sort of the, the southwest-ish area, or have been. Is that accurate, Paul? Um, uh, I, it's not entirely clear where they came from. It's just like Legerdren went out and found them. The first one okay. did come from the um, west, though, in the rock. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, it was just rock. inside of a rock. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that this one is very, very large and very long. And we know this because its body trails from the uh, from the bog lake all the way into the village. Goodness. <laughs> and it is, it is wailing. It is very upset and very broken. And trying to connect with the the wayward machines, uh, and then projects stick down. And hey, the meats have finished. The meats are done. And I'm gonna say that it worked. I think that we figured this out, and it took a bunch of trial and error. And um, I think that most of the meats that we were working with uh, were destroyed in the process. But we did we did figure out one of them, um, and it is a very good cured like sausage kind of thing um and you slice it up real thin it's real good like prosciutto kind of thing um put that on the crackers have a good time and so we 
I, I think that the food scarcity is it's not a it's not a, an abundance, but I think that we have a plan and a method in which to fix that. So okay, I'll get rid of our food scarcity and also give us an abundance of misfit machines. Yes, I w- I think I want to read the fates on the machines. Yeah. Ah, uh, so we can each contribute a card. Oh yeah. We want. And then, do I draw from the the the, the community community deck yeah. from the okay? So our center, um, reading for the misfit machines, is scholar, uh, scrivener, documentarian, insatiably critical and curious. Crossed by the final rose, the last bloom of the season, a tribute, an invitation, or a coffin rose, a veiled threat. I forget how we usually, do we, like, read them out first and then interpret them, or... Uh, do it in whatever order you want. Cool. Um, I think that, um, the, some, some examination leads to, um, I, I really like the, 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 sort of coffin flower that like the idea that these were built or grown from a grave um and so they're sort of um echoes of larger structures or in like some of them are sort of semi organic in that like some some have of them have arms and legs um but but they don't seem to be um configured in a way that is organic or functional um and so i think that uh that speaks to them being sort of constructed posthumously if that makes sense um yeah the boon is fortune abundant harvest a missed opportunity a hesitation or a rotten luck a persistent rumor a nagging instinct um i think it's actually a nagging instinct which is that um they have these impulses that they follow that have done uh, very well by them so far, um, and that endear them to the people around them. Like, say, uh, one of them might have inherited from um, from the their old shape that they, whenever they they come across something soft, they they tend to wrap up in it, <laughs> um, which has led to uh, people bringing them soft things because it's extremely cute. The bane is a raised glass, a new bond forged in, rem- in remembrance of those who have been lost. Um, I think the the, the person who who recognizes um, that these are are um, sort of shadows or or um, imprints of of those who have been lost are shades. Um, there there is a shade who recognizes. Um, a kind of a frill or structure on one of the machines and 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 recognizes it as a, a family crest um from the old world oh no um, and and yeah does not like that especially i don't think uh, what they want uh is unbroken mold obscure magic made co- commonplace by industrial might or return to tradition a perfect du- duplicate to replace instead of instead of repair um i think that that keys into how they uh came into existence um i i think that they um are are still trying to replicate what they um came out of 
um, and are still like making pale imitations thereof. Um, but really, really want to get, um, really want to perfect that. Really want to get it right, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that they're they're trying to do that is the first spring thaw, a thermal updraft, draft, a warm embrace, and I think that's, um, I think that's the 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 first spring thaw of trying to trying to exhume um, the shapes that they uh, spawn from, and to to sort of try and re- replicate them more directly um, which is even more distressing to the shades um than than it would have been otherwise so that's um and it's, that's probably how we find out most of this is by um i think that a section of the the, the long the long friend from the lake <laughs> is uh is is literally a tomb um that has uh it doesn't have actual bodies in it it has the the replicated shapes of of bodies in it so yeah those are those are the baits of the machines i guess i'll put those back you made my cute robots distressing (laughs) yeah what did what did the leg urchin do to be in that rock like of its own choice or as a prisoner who knows? Was it put there? Who knows? You would have to ask it. I think the leg urchin coming out of that rock was the beginning of that spring thaw. Mm. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> anyway, that's my turn. <laughs> I was thinking this whole time that I've been behaving so well, just introducing so little horror into this game. It, it's okay. I... It's like melancholy. <laughs> yeah, it's melancholy horror, which mm-hmm. is fitting. For this world. Alright, I've got the nine of summer. Oh no. <sighs> a project fails. Which one? Why? Oh. Or something goes foul and supplies are ruined. Add a new scarcity. Ugh, brutal. Okay. Uh, goodness. Okay, so we have, um... We have two ongoing projects. One is the Book Seekers, and what's the other one by the moon? Uh, Growing Mushrooms. Growing Mushrooms. In the Shade of the Moon. Okay. Growing Mushrooms fails. And here's why. Yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) I love mushrooms as much as the next. But this, this world is too bright and too hot and even though they're in the shade of the moon the sun still moves or light still changes throughout the day they're they're not in that deep shade that deep darkness that they prefer um or at least that the that they need to flourish so as the weeks go on the people see such little such little growth um, in the mushrooms that they just give up on it two weeks in. They're like, ugh, this will never this will never work. Um, because they do have a lack of studiousness still. Um, mm-hmm. Or a scarcity. So, sorry. No mushroom. 
I mean, it isn't the game of the quiet year if food isn't a problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, and another reason that I was like, you know what, this is this is okay, is because we did figure out how to cure meat. So, mm-hmm. we have something going for us. And we didn't quite have someone who loved meat as much as they loved mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> and for my action, I'd like to discover something new. But first I have a question about the the sad beautiful snake robot. Did it come mm-hmm. out of the lake or it just came from along the lake? Um I think it came out of the okay. lake. Excellent. There are different lake sections that are like waterlogged, okay. you know? Okay. So as somebody I'm going to name a tinkerer kind of person or a um like an engineer. Um, and this person is one of the older people in the group. And their name is something, something mechanically. The only words that are coming to mind is like cogs. And I do not like that. Hmm. What's the most impressive thing they built? Cause that could be their name. Cantilever. That's a pretty good name. It is a good name. But I still like something to do with clocks. Like, he built a really intricate clock. Let's just go with Bell Tower. And maybe instead of it being a clock, it was... No, it was more of a thing... It was more of a thing that... More of a thing that he built for fun. Like, and maybe the first one was the first time this group came across a bunch of trees. Um, And so everyone was scaling them and having fun. And Bell Tower uh, got up in one and was like, I would love to play a trick. And what if I have a bell up here? But how do I make it ring when I'm not up there? And so, exactly. (laughs) And so out of it, like... They say necessity is the mother of invention, but this is the opposite of necessity. This is like, like, (laughs) yeah, this is like pranks being the mother of invention. And so he like puts uh, a variety of levers together and plays around with pendulums and movements or whatever clock things. Um, And it winds up making something which... Uh, could eventually become a clock, but is basically like a, like a a remote, not a remote, um, just a, a time delayed, a time delayed reaction with gears and things like that, uh, gears and weights and whatnot. So, I have gotten distracted. Yes. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> Bell Tower is is um, examining along the length of the the long snaky so going along this uh wayward machine and it's it's big so you know the leg urchin was a little bit small and also much more mobile and hard hard for hard for bell tower to get you know like to get her hands on and so the snake one is just laying there and as as he goes along and sees you know the different workings of this wayward machine um discovers uh 
discovers that some of the pieces some of the pieces are made of the the glittering stone Hmm. yeah and you can't quite figure out what what the purpose of those pieces is but sees them with enough regularity that uh a theory is starting to form i don't have that theory but (laughs) val tower does (laughs) and that's my discovery all right the king of summer summer is fleeting Discard the top two cards off the deck and take two actions this week. And there should only be two cards left in the deck, so this is the last turn of summer. Oh. So, as we go into these last, into the last couple weeks of summer, hmm, what needs to happen? Oh yeah, the first thing I'm going to do is Moon Wrangler's going to start a project. It's going to be a two-week project, which is that he's going to try to mobilize the misfit machines to take down the moon. That together, with their help, he can do this. He gathers them together, and he's pretty sure that he can communicate with them, and that they're listening to him. Everyone else doesn't quite buy it, but, you know, he's ambitious, and he's been right before. He's also been wrong many times before. There's also the the, the Church of the the, hmm, the Magpie in town. I think we should iterate on that a little bit, so I'll discover something new. Which is that the worshippers of Magpie have still been meeting every day, the middle of the day, and offering up the shiny things they can find, whatever they are. They've mostly come down to like shiny pebbles now since they've gone through a lot of their jewelry and realized that a lot of that goes away. And they've started to gather a good number of feathers. And they hold these feathers with reverence. And no one can quite tell you why they're, they're so important, but they know they're important. And what was the... Tr- oh yeah, pumice says that they finally have enough feathers uh, to build a proper temple. No one's quite sure what he means, but he says that it's time to build the temple. I'm not starting a project for that. That's just the thing he says. Right now we just have a pile of probably 40 or so large black feathers. Like, how how large? Um, What is large? Hmm. Bigger than a magpie's feather should be? Yes, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Have you seen the Korok leaves in Breath of the Wild? Yeah. So probably like four feet long or so. So, you know, big old feathers. Big feathers. And yeah, that's the end of summer. Ooh, nice. All right. So summer ends and we go into our summer intermission where we must choose our second luminary. Our first luminary is the walkers. So we should either look at a card in the community deck that is promising or think of a good question to ask about our community. I feel like Moon was pretty important for for Summer. Yeah. Definitely. So that's definitely a, a contender, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Moon is definitely a contender. I don't know if I see anything else that can really compete. So I would, I'd be happy with the Moon if we can come up with a good question for it. The moon is a card about change. At least that's how we've been using it. Yeah. Maybe something like, um, what should remain constant? Oh, yeah. Hmm. I do like that a lot. Yeah, that's really good. Because the moon has been constant to this place, and now we might change that. And also, that's a question that everyone is asking themselves right now. All right. Are we happy with that? Yes, very much. 
Okay, the moon asks, what should remain constant? And I think we know where that goes on the map. (laughs) (laughs) And lastly, we're going to do two luminary scenes. One for the walkers and one for the moon. Oh, first of all, we can each grab a card from the community deck. Fill up our hands a little bit more. Oh, just choose. Mm -hmm. And now what do we do with our hand by the end of the game? Or it's nothing different from what we've been doing now of putting things... Uh, um, so you can play cards during scenes, uh, just to accent things. Oh, that's right. And also, like, if you have an action and a card in your hand fits it perfectly, uh, you can certainly play a card to accent that action, too. Okay. Use the cards how you feel they should be used. I mean, there's specific ways to use them, but also... I'm going to take Hearth. I took Apostle. Uh, I. Th- oh, also, now that we've reached the end of summer, I'm going to put the Spindle Wheel deck away. From now on, we'll draw everything from the community deck. Oh, okay. Um, I think I would like to take Survivor. Okay, so we need to do two scenes. Is there anything you'd definitely like to hit in a scene? I really like the um, image of... um, Who's the kid with the crown again? Is that Crane? Yes, Crane. Yes. I like the idea of crane sort of pacing around in the um in the broken throne room and um like heaving himself up on on onto the onto the the throne and then looking at things and then like rushing to try and catch um the shelf before it disappears and then like doing that and just getting really frustrated yeah would you like to be crane or someone else in that scene I can be Crane. Okay. And which question do you think it's going to be based on? Why do we rate? Why do we run? Or what should remain constant? I, I think this one I'm I'm playing more with what should remain constant. Um, I think that Crane is trying to figure out ways to make to make the things that he sees more more permanent, um, and is like picking up stones and and trying to rearrange them in in such a way that matches the the pattern that he sees um, while he's on the throne. Okay. Kai, is there anyone you'd like to see in this scene? I wonder if Silverstone is there. Because I don't think she was in... She wasn't in the waterfall scene, was she? No. No, no, that was was Tori. Tori only. Yeah, I want to have Silverstone be there. Cool. What's she up to? So, Crane is pacing. Would he have? Would he have invited her here? This isn't really her. You know, she's never been that interested in the ruins, but she might have come helping search out books. Or she, did Crane ask her? Um, I think I don't think she's unwelcome. Um, I I think that uh he he like. He might have gone to her when um, he was first sort of experimenting with this phenomenon, um, but I think that the the books are a, a more of a draw for her here than than his his uh-huh. situation. Okay. Um, and I think maybe I think maybe uh, what he's doing sort of interrupts her uh, spelunking for for, oh, for books. Um, like uh, he he's he's moved a bunch of like. She's she's picked up a couple of books and he's moved them back <laughs> or into new positions to try and um, sustain the the frost a bit longer. And he's like, no, I I I 
You can't move those there right now. I need them over. I need them to be here. I need them to be right here. You can't move them. Okay. And I will be Legurchin, who will show up in the scene. <laughs> yeah. As he goes. Wait a se- oh, I guess you don't have to speak. <laughs> I got so. <laughs> no, I will describe the action. So excited though. for a moment. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. Um. Yeah. We, we could start with the with the last thing that you said, Sasha. Um. So. Yeah, she's she's come up from uh, a deeper part of the ruins, um, like actually more underground-ish. But she's back in this main room and kind of going around the edges, uh, looking, looking for anything that the people who want to learn like Juniper can use. And she's moving stuff around, being very inconvenient, apparently. So when, when the the frost was described, it was was it that no one could like sit on the throne and see it, or or was it that no one when um when Crane sat on the throne, no one else could see it? Uh huh. I had been thinking of it as a function of the crown and something about him, perhaps. Mm-hmm. So. I had been thinking that no one could see it unless, um, I mean, maybe if he yielded up his crown uh, and someone else tried, it might work. Maybe not. I don't know, actually. But uh, definitely it's the kind of thing that when he's sitting on the throne and seeing it, people could see the frost spreading. Um, people can't see what he sees. Okay. Um, I think that Crane... Sort of stomps up to uh to to Silverstone, and like yanks the book out of her hands, and is like, "This goes over here, obviously," and then just goes over and and puts it um and and says, "This is because this symbol here matches the one over here, and I know you can't see it. None of them, nobody but me can see it. And I know and it's like he's he's speaking like he's had this conversation so many times with so many kids, and it's like." You have to, have to trust that I know what I'm talking about, um, and then like stomps away and sits sits on the throne again, and then just concentrates really, really hard. You can know what you're talking about, but that doesn't change the fact that I need this book. Well, I need it now. When will you be done? When I can, when I can get it to stick, then you can have it. Get it to stick. Yeah. So that like, okay. Well, you see how I'm here, and the frost yeah. is going. And then I and then he jumps off, and then I come over here, and the frost disappears. When the frost stays, then you can have it, because then I won't need it, because then it'll it'll just be here, but but for real, and not just it's just like a dusty old broken piece of wood that it is. What are you seeing? It's like, it's like a real book. It's like I mean, this is a, he picks up the actual book, and it's like it's dusty and sort of a little bit like. Uh, water damage and stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's still readable, but like, um, not to him. He's like, it's, it's like this. Only I can act. Only you can actually read it. But it's like words you could actually. Are there read. more of them? Oh, there are tons. There's so many. Well, where are they? They're. I mean, gestures to, to the wall where where he he put the um or the the shelves rather where he put the. I, no, I don't think it is the shelves. No, I think it's a bunch no of shelves like anymore. broken places at all. Yeah. Um. He's like, the shelves are supposed to be here that I can see when I'm on the throne. As he gestures to those broken shelves, uh, Legurchin comes tumbling through them. (laughs) 
and then kind of stops like, oh, sorry to interrupt. Oh, hey, buddy, what you doing? You're not looking for books, are you? I hadn't thought you Starts were. to just kind of aimlessly tumble around the room. Huh. Changing directions seemingly at random. So she ignores him <laughs> um, <laughs> after that. And with what Crane said about uh, there being so many more books and kind of sweeping his arm at the the rubble, she says, well, if you see him, maybe I can get... When you stand up, the frost disappears. Sit, go... Go, go sit back on the throne. All right. And he, and he does. Um, and she she says, okay, don't don't move. You're not going to like this, but I'm only going to do it for a second. And she picks up the book and she's like, anything? And I, I don't think anything happens um, in what he's seeing necessarily. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't make anything vanish. It doesn't take any, it doesn't make any changes in the past or what he's seeing but um maybe he sees maybe he sees something else being interacted with like the shelf is not there not for her she can't like reach up and grab a scroll off of it but but there are places that she does seem to be avoiding as if there is something there um like she can still walk through the space but like in this place maybe there's something on the floor some symbol or just like he was saying um hey what does legurchin look like let's see so first of all when you sit in the throne legurchin <gasps> just stops mid tracks and then begins vibrating Ooh. and hmm what does legurchin look like in the past I think you see a very faint form that is all spikes and ridges, and um, it is not a large figure, but it holds within it an immensity. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to play a quiet knife to accent that. Mm. Oh. Yes, a threat unspoken. Okay. Uh, I think that uh, Crane sees that and yelps and then jumps off of the throne. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I told I told you I'd put it right back. No, 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 no! It's not that. And is looking at at Legurgeon, uh, which has just returned to its random walk, the moment that he jumped out of the throne. Okay, I I think, I think we should I think we should take this little buddy out of here now. And is sort of like very very um, gingerly trying to escort. Uh, without without touching it, uh, uh, Legurchin out of the out of the castle. Uh, Legurchin is not exactly willing, but it's not unwilling. It's moving randomly, so yeah. But I think Crane is able to block its movements enough that it eventually rolls out of the room. And while while Crane's distracted, um, Silverstone does <laughs> does pocket that book. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> That feels good to me. Yeah. Can I add one addendum to that scene? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so that was in the day. That night, oh. we just see a shot of Legurchin perched on the throne, and the entire ruins is covered in ice. Mm-hmm. Oh. 
I don't like that. Oh, I don't like that's it. That's all we see. Oh, I love it. And I'm going to play a lonely aria for that. Oh, I'm not a huge a fan. A song from the old country. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> that's fine. Well, we got one. That don't we... worry. Legerton is a friend. <laughs> we, uh-huh. we got one happy season. <laughs> Summer, the season of melancholy, as I always say. So that was the moon. What should remain constant? Ice. And now we have the walkers. Why do we run? And I would like this scene to be uh, building the temple. Mm. Or at least the beginning of that process. That's fascinating. These almost feel like they should have been reversed. You know? Something mm-hmm. as constant as a a set space to worship. And something as like... Well, I guess... I guess Leg Urchin is returning. Anyway, fascinating. Uh, okay. So I'm happy to be pumice. I think I would like to be one of the followers. Okay. Um, I want to be a tiger again. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> yes. What is my name? Um, I think just Swift. Um, mm. I think I'm just very, very nimble. Um, oh, I thought like the bird. Mm. Oh, I mean, also um, taking a name after after your god. Yeah, I I am arguing like, listen, um, I I don't know how long we're gonna spend here. Like, I don't even know if we'll stay the winter. Like, I think we should we should build this to 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 move. You know. Hmm. Fear not, fear not. When we build this temple, it will always be with us. Hmm. That's a nice thing to say, uh, but if we don't, you know, apply that structurally, then, you know, it'll just be something that's nice to say. Do not the mountains remember the hand that raised them? No, they don't. Do not, (laughs) do not the rivers remember the hands that fed them? Mm, Also no. The magpie will love us for the temple, so the temple shall become unto us, and as Pumice is saying this, he's just kind of like stacking feathers, kind of like a house of cards. Mm-hmm. And then a breeze comes through and the feathers all fall down. Um, I'm not sure where you thought this might be happening, but since Pumice has his connection to the the Rose Hearts, um, what if it's in the in the vicinity of of the orchard? Oh, okay, yeah. great. So there's a tiger. Um, lounging up in the tree uh (laughs) is it the same tiger from the waterfall who knows um because whenever you see a tiger it's just the tiger and um at at that last kind of pronouncement um of pumices the the tiger just gives a big yawn um not precisely like because no one's addressing the tiger, but not precisely like a, oh, I'm so bored, but like very dismissive in general, as cats are wont to be. Hmm. Yawn all you want. The magpie shall bless us all, and then then you'll see who holds the power here, friend. Uh, the tiger crosses one paw over the other. And continues lolling on the branch and uh, just responds, Are we friends? Your people never did take a stand. 
I would disagree. We're friends to all. It's it's your folk that go around making threats and all. We're just here trying to achieve what we can, build what we can. And if you take that as a threat, well, I'm sorry, but you're just sorely mistaken. We don't threaten, child of the magpie. We warn so that you might be better prepared. But I don't see... And, uh, yeah, the tiger jumps down and, and bats at one of the leaves. Uh, no, sorry, they're not leaves, they're feathers. Bats at one of the feathers and says, Do you think this is what will protect you? Swift picks up that feather and moves just gingerly out of, out of batting area. <laughs> and is very, very focused now on the feathers and not on this, like, trying to not get involved and is, like, trying to, to, to like use vines and and rope and um and sticks from the the trees to to build like a an actual structure with them and like is experimenting and muttering to to themselves and it's like uh, as swift grabs that feather it catches fire ah! just the tip begins to smolder oh, thomas says we see we have been blessed magpie is pleased i'm playing phoenix wine with that alchemist's fire Ooh. um the tiger's nose wrinkles up and uh, and the tiger says ugh, blessing if you say so Swift like like wiggles it in, in the tiger's direction to see if like it'll it'll scare the tiger off <laughs> uh no no <laughs> no <laughs> completely impassive in the face of this smoldering feather okay yeah, I mean it's a, it's a big feather, but a tiger is a very big cat. That's true. Um, and these are these are thinking tigers. These are shape shifting tigers. Uh, okay, um, I want to play a card. Okay, so I take out survivor. I think so. Uh, when you wave, uh, when Swift waves the burning feather at the tiger and it you know it kind of smells bad and the the smoke is wafting around and the tiger after wrinkling up you know wrinkling up the nose and sneering at it a little bit um shifts shifts shape into a magpie and says don't forget how long We've been here. And don't forget how much don't forget how much we know and flies flies away. So you see, Swift, the magpie blesses us all. Each in our own way. And Swift like does not know what to make of most of this and just like, okay, but this is not gonna be watertight and continues to work on the what, what i think they are proposing is like a like a, a a caravan or like a ship or like an airship or something out of these these feathers something that is not rooted to the ground yeah i think we can end the scene there unless there's anything else you want to happen i think i am yeah so we end summer with these two and probably several others working together on different variants on a temple made of feathers oh we should grab takeaways. Ah, yes. Best guess to grab one card that was played. 
take a quiet knife then. I took a lonely aria. I think I'll take the moon. No, I can't. Uh, That's the moon not is it. a luminary. Right. And it's it's tilted. Yep. There's Survivor and Phoenix Wine. Phoenix Wine is interesting. Uh, yes. Yes, thank you.